Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And today is day seven of our fast, and the fasting meditation scriptures are coming from Proverbs 15, 8, James 5, 14 through 16, Jeremiah 7, 16, um, Jeremiah 14, 11, Exodus 32, 9 to 10, Matthew 21, 13, 1 John 5, 16, Matthew 12, 31 to 32, uh, a scripture from Mark. And so therefore, um, with this fasting meditation, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you that you want us to know all areas of prayer, not just one. The prayer that is positive and the prayer that is um, commanded by you in every way. And so, Lord, we I ask that you would sow into good ground, touch the heart eyes and the ears of the hearers that they may see you and glorify you in heaven as we lift Jesus up and as your word come forth father be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ and allow your people to be open to this truth and understanding in Jesus name amen Proverbs 15, 8. This is our fasting meditation um, scripture devotional for the morning. Proverbs 15, 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. The sacrifice of the wicked, <clears throat> excuse me, is an abomination to the Lord. That means God hated. The sacrifice of the wicked. Do you know what their sacrifice is? Do you understand? If you ever heard me preach and teach on pagan gods of the Bible, you would understand why it's an abomination to God. And so I need you to go through ConvertingSoulsInternationalMinistries.org, Letting the Rivers Flow, and type in Pagan Gods of the Bible. And I need you to go through each teaching to see why God hates the sacrifice of the wicked. But as we go through these scriptures, you're going to see it in the scripture as well. Okay, so the prayer of the upright God is God's delight. Sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to him, but the prayers of the upright is his delight. In James 5, 14 through 16, let's go there. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him 
with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith. See, don't you know that faith pleases God? Shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. If the prayer of faith from the elders. If he has committed any sin, when the elders pray, they shall be forgiven him. He says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. He's saying, intercede on each other's behalf. That you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is God's delight. If he delights in it, then he's going to respond to it. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. He says, pray for them that God will forgive their sins. Make intercession for them. Intercede. This type of prayer is God's delight. Now, I want you to ask yourself, is there a prayer ever, is there, there just like, is there ever a time that God will say, don't pray for someone? When you hear stuff like that, I mean, scriptures like James 5 and Proverbs, is there ever a time, do you think that God will say, don't pray for this person or don't pray for them. Well, guess what? If he tells the Holy, the, if the Holy Ghost tells us not to go to a certain place, uh, don't preach over here. Do you not think that God would say, don't pray? Don't pray for this group. Don't pray for him. Don't pray for her. The Bible say lay hands suddenly on no man. So he gives us instruction and direction. I want you to turn your Bibles to Jeremiah, the seventh chapter. Now, remember the first part of Proverbs 15, 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. He says, therefore, pray not thou for this people, neither lift up, cry, nor cry, cry, nor prayer for them. So in other words, neither make intercession to me for I will not hear you. Wait a minute. You're telling your prophet not to pray for these people. Don't intercede to me because I'm not even going to hear you. The prophet, the one you called into place, the one you said, I won't let your words fall to the ground. He said, listen, I won't even hear you if you pray for these people. And he's not talking about the wicked here. He's talking about believers who have offered his prayer to false gods, God's that are not of his son, that are not of his spirit. And they're doing temple worship with these gods. 
if you read the first part of, of Jeremiah chapter seven, they are in the temple and the Bible says that when he say, pray not for these, they were doing bell worship in the house of God, sending up false incense before God. Do we understand? He called it, let's go to, um, in the early part of Jeremiah 17, he called it a den of thieves. Just like Jesus did in Matthew 21, 13. They were selling in the temple. God's temple said, my house should be a house of prayer. And what he means is, it is a place that God, you pray to God, you act as a mediator, you entreat, you supplicate, you intercede. And that's what pray here mean in Jeremiah 7. And we got to understand that God is saying... <laughs> Don't you sacrifice to them gods in my temple. And then more so what he's saying is, don't you even, you my prophet, you my apostle, you my, you, I called you to this calling in my kingdom. Don't you even pray for them. And that, that, that's a little harsh. He said, but if you do pray to them, I'm not even going to hear you. If you pray for, for them to me, excuse me, I said that wrong. He's saying, if you pray for these people that are offering false incense in my house to Baal, when you intercede for them, I'm not even going to hear you. And you are my prophet. I called you. He's telling us, pray not for a certain people that belong to him. He's saying, don't lift up a cry. Don't go into supplication. Don't go into the morning prayer. He said, don't even intercede to me. For I will not hear you. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't go on and teach you about prayer without teaching you that there will be times God will say, don't pray for these people. Don't intercede. I'm not going to even hear you. And you got favor with him. He said, not on that matter though. Not on that matter. Not on that matter. Not on that matter. I will not hear you. And so just understand, sometimes when God is not even answering a prophet's prayer, it's because what? Let's go to Jeremiah 14, 11. 
He says, then said the Lord unto me, pray not for this people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offerings and oblations, I will not accept them, but I will consume them by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. What is it when, when you provoke God to anger, to this spirit of jealousy? I need you to go to that message too. On this, when I taught on you the spirits of the Bible, the spirit of jealousy. Now he's, he's letting us know you are my lover and I am jealous over you. And so I, I have to teach you a lesson here. You don't be, you don't be offering worship in my house to other gods. There will be times. Well, I'm, I'm going to say to you. Pray not for this type of people. Exodus 32. He says, and the Lord, 32 verse 9, and the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people and behold, it is a stiff necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. Now he's telling Moses that these people, now they have just made a golden calf to worship. God just led them out of Egypt, a place of bondage, a place of the pots where they were enslaved. And here they go, worshiping a golden calf, a, a, a idol made with hands, a God that don't have ears to hear or eyes to see. Uh, he got eyes and ears, but they're fake. They're made of metal and they cannot hear and they cannot see. And the mouth cannot move to speak. But he said, I am the God that have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mouth to speak to you. And I'm, I'm a jealous God. The spirit of anger is on me. And I'm telling you, I'm jealous over you. I'm broken over you. Ain't that something? A people that he loved. But he said, don't pray for them. So there will be times God will tell us not to pray for a people. You got to know all areas of prayer. We do. Now, that's something I never was taught. And I'm not afraid to tell you that I'm learning with you. I always tell people that when you're preaching or teaching when you get the message it's not just for the people in the audience it's for you too so you got to see what God is saying to everyone in the message even yourself what is he teaching you new 
This meditational prayer, when you get into studying God's word and just having a devotional time, he begins to teach us many things. And this is one thing I've never heard taught before. That he will tell us not to pray for people. I don't know how many pastors or prophets avoid this type of teaching. But see, I'm not that type. I got to give it all to you. Because it's a warning to me. It's like, God, what? Don't pray for, for people. Now, the question is, when he tells us not to pray for people, let's go to 1 John five sixteen. Is he just going to let them die and have eternal separation from God? From himself. Is there going to be a time where he lifts and say, now pray for them? Because he, he don't want you praying anything good for them because they got a lesson to learn. Now, he, it may be that he brung sickness on them. And now they got to go to the elders of the church to get prayed for. I want you to understand. God disciplines us still. Sin causes sickness, disease, all kinds of things. God passes judgment on that. When you come to the elders of the church and get prayed for, like in James, and God heals your disease, he's passing judgment again. And then he tells us, there are certain scriptures, he says, go and sin no more. Don't y'all sacrifice anymore in my temple. Don't sacrifice anymore. Don't offer me up prayers in my temple that you send into other gods. It stink in my nostrils. It's a strange fire to me. Uh, where are we? First John five. Now this this particular sin. It's not a sin unto death. God doesn't want you to die in that sin. First um, John 5.16 tells us, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. In Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 31st through the 32nd verse, it tells us what the sin unto death is. And that's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Sending up altar 
prayers to Baal in the house of God is not the type of sin unto death that you want. It may separate you from God right now while you're living. But if you go and repent, the sin unto death is eternal separation from God. In eternal damnation, like in Mark, it's eternal damnation when you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. It's the sin that's not forgiven. So I just want you to understand that even if you do such an awful thing in the house of God, you can go to God in prayer. You can go when God's wrath is lifted. And because of the blood of Christ, because of Shiloh, God's wrath is not coming on us as a people like it normally would. But he does not spare the rod either. He disciplines us. So we might have to go through some things when we have offered up incense in the house of God that stink in his nostril often up prayers because you sacrifice into these other gods and remember even though jesus is the final sacrificial lamb when you praying it's like laying hands on the lamb and the sacrifice and offering up prayers to god i want you to understand this i got to get that in your spirit and if you if you if you think I'm lying about that, I need you to go see tithes and offerings and letting the rivers flow at converting souls international ministries.org or at Apostle Nicole, Apostle Radic Nicole on YouTube and you can get the videos and I teach on those things. I need you to understand God in prayer and God in with his people. He, he is a jealous God. He has the spirit of jealousy when he is broken because of our whorish hearts. And I need you to understand that God is saying to us, even as prophets and leaders, there is going to be a time he's going to say no to prayer. And he's not going to answer us because of a people that is stiff-necked. But then one day it will, he will release that, 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 that period of discipline and he will answer us. So have you, have, let's, let's just, let's just understand God in prayer. So sometimes he's not answering. We got to wonder what type of sin is going on in that person's life. There are different reasons. And this is another reason. I, I, I feel like I need to write down these different reasons as I'm uh, uh, preaching and teaching the gospel. Uh, so that we can have an answer for men as to why God don't answer some prayers. If it's against his will, remember. If it's going to abort his will. Now today we hear. If they offering up. Stenches of, of incense. Of prayers in his nostrils. 
having Baal services in his church. Those are two reasons prayers are not getting answered. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. And we thank you for answers to questions we've never had before. And Father, I just give you the glory and honor and praise. For your word, your word is truth. Your word guides us in the kingdom way. Your word sheds light to our path. It shows us what you're happy with, what you're not happy with. It shows us how to keep our souls from becoming black and filthy and dark. When it comes to sin, it shows us how to, to keep our blood from you seeing our blood in the street, from being trampled on by Satan through sin. And I know you see our blood at times because of warfare, but you also let us know who you are. And even in fasting, meditation, prayer, we see you. We see your character. We see your nature. We see how much you love us. And Father, I, I love you. We love you as a people. Continue to perfect us, Lord. Re we repent of our sins. God, I come to you on behalf of the kingdom in the earth. Your church is your people. We repent as a people for what we didn't understand, what we didn't know, and walking in that sin. But we now ask you to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. We repent. We repent. And we will turn from our wicked way and seek your face. We will offer up prayers that are incense, that are good odors in your nostril. We will understand more now why some prayers get answered and some don't. We understand that there are some people you just won't, you will have us pray for and some people you won't. Some, some prayers will be answered and some won't due to your will or due to their sin and the discipline that you give off because of it. Have your way, Lord, and be glorified in the earth and in your earthen vessels. Continue to do what you desire, and that's to teach us as we humble ourselves to be taught and then to teach. Have your way, Almighty God. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in my lives and in the lives of all your people. Be glorified, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, the potentate king, the everlasting father, amen and amen.